you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's NBA betting podcast. This is the Thursday edition. I'm your host, Sean Little, with my guy, Jim Turvey of Turvey Bets, at Turvey Bets. Follow the guy on Twitter. This is our second day in a row. How you doing, baby? Doing all right. Doing doing a little better that uh, those, those trends held up in Knicks Pacers for us. We almost came through through on the uh the one Matt threw out there at the end the Knicks first quarter Pacers game but hey as a Knicks fan I'm 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 taking the win uh, I'm taking that first quarter they smacked them we even got the alt line minus six and a half so uh yeah that was great to see yeah I wish I could I wasn't I wasn't as locked in as you guys I took I had Giannis over his point prop 31 and a half and he scored a season low so that's <laughs> just the game that's that's part of the game that, that that it shakes out sometimes, but we bounce back. We look forward. We move on to the Thursday NBA slate. Jim, give me your best bet for Thursday. I'll give mine and we'll break it down. Love it. Yeah, my my best bet, I'm going to be looking at Cam Thomas points. Uh, we'll dive in a little bit more. The line's not out there just yet, so uh, we'll kind of talk through the logic so uh, people know what they're doing when they see that come out. I'm going Philadelphia 76ers team total over 120 and a half is what I'm looking at right now across the board. There's still some minus 110s out there. I'm going to log that as we record this Wednesday night. All right, Jim, give it to me. Why are you looking at the prop? Yeah, so Cam Thomas, uh, Brooklyn Nets, a little bit more of an obscure player, um, uh, a guy who can re- really go off, though, and and he's, he's one of those players I love where – he kind of makes it predictable, at least semi-predictable, when he's going to go off and when when he's not. Um, if you look at the the seven, six, seven games that Kyrie missed uh, earlier in the season, uh, he hopped right in. He was averaging 13 and a half points a game um, during that stretch. And then that one game where the Nets sat all their starters, um, he had 33 in that game. So, 
you know, there's the, the I know the net, Nets Twitter has the uh, free Cam Thomas stuff. So I'm I, he's a guy who I think could, you know, they're going to be in need of points. Durant, Durant's all around game has been great this year, but they really are going to be in need of some points. So I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Kyrie points overs. I, I don't hate that look, but I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit off the beaten path and be looking at Cam Thomas. Um, now where thing gets, things get a little trickier, these the point props don't come out by the time we record these. So, and I don't want to just give a blind, you know, play whatever number we're, we want, we want to attack this in a sane way. I'm thinking the line's going to come out around 13 and a half, 14 and a half. Um, I would definitely take that over, but what I'll tell you is that always follow us in the app. Uh, Sean gives great write-ups for his picks. Uh, I, I do some for mine as well. Um, and you're going to want, you're going to want to see just how, how much we can attack this. The, the books may be sharp. They may sniff it out. Um, but I'm thinking there's going to be some real value even on um, some of the escalators for these points too, because Cam, when he gets cooking, he can really go off. Um, he's going against a Celtics team here, third in third game in fourth night in the, in four nights. Um, now Marcus Martin, Robert Williams were out tonight, so it's maybe they're a little bit better rested. But still, this is a team got a little bit tired legs. Cam Cam Thomas, I think he's going to be looking to to break in the rotation with with KD out and really stick this time. Um, so I'm, I'm be looking over, certainly if it's 13 and a half, 14 and a half, even if it creeps up 16 and a half, 17 and a half, I might be giving it a look depending on the juice. Um, and I'm definitely gonna be looking for some escalators as long as they give us some, some decent, um, return on those. Yeah. Sometimes we get too in the weeds on breaking these numbers down analytically. Listen, KD's not on the floor. They're going to have to, that's a lot of buckets and a lot of points to pick up the slack for. And they got to come from somebody if they're going to compete in these games, especially against marquee squads like the Celtics. So those are the spots you want to pick. You just got to decide who's going to get the looks and who's going to exactly. produce and, and pick up the slack for KD being out. All right, I'm looking at the 76ers team total over 120 and a half. Now, the Philadelphia 76ers have been playing some really ridiculous basketball the last, I, I'll call it two months, but at least in December and in January, 13 and three over their last 16 games. And over the last 10, number two in offensive rating, bottom 10 in turnovers at 11.7. And you call it top 10, six is Cleveland, 11.5. The, the 76 are at 11.7. So they're not far from that top five, turning the ball over, just running efficiently and playing really good basketball. Now, I want to talk about James Harden. Because as soon as James Harden doesn't play well, has a bad stretch, is injured, everyone piles on and clowns him. They can't wait to make fun of James Harden and talk about how he's stealing money. He doesn't, he, he, he's not in shape, everything in between. And then when the guy comes out and plays really good basketball, currently coming off two straight triple doubles, has been playing a, a really efficient especially from the three-point line his last 10. He's shooting over 40%. Picks, picking up a lot of those buckets I was just talking about with Kevin Durant. Embiid's been out. He's been picking up a lot of that offensive that offensive slack. Now Maxie's back in the fold. Philadelphia is one of those squads that is rolling at the moment. Let's look at some of these numbers for James Harden. Let's, let's just go game by game. I don't care if it's against the Pistons. Back-to-back triple-doubles. Uh, in their last game on Tuesday, 16, 15 assists, 12 rebounds. Essentially the same game the night before, a couple of nights before on Sunday, 20, 11, and 11. But even, even like an off night against the Bulls, they took a loss, 17, 11, and 7. 
He was four of 17 from the floor, but that's the worst game he's had in quite a long time. He's been putting up big, big assist numbers, averaging 10.6 in January, averaged 12 assists in uh, the month of December. So he's been playing really good ball, and I, I need some people to start talking about it. No one no one wants to give my guy hard and respect when he's playing really well, but are, are ready to clown him when he's not. And I, I'm not going to act like I'm, I'm not one of those guys as well, but – I'm trying to show him his due right now. I think they continue to keep rolling. Now, let's talk about the Thunder for a second. If you've been watching this Thunder squad, and I try to catch him as much as I can on full games with Shea Gildersh-Alexander, he's really fun. And I really love Lou Dort. That's my guy. The, I, I, he's a guy you want on your team. He would, be, he would fit anywhere. And he, he's like a Caruso type of dude. I really love Lou Dort's game. But the Thunder are, are a competitive squad. They're gritty. And they keep the game close. Uh, and, and that's not just like me saying gritty team, hard nose. It's not that. They're <laughs> 20 and nine against the spread as an underdog, 11 and eight against the spread on the road. So they're they're keeping these games close. They're not getting as much love as they should be. When you see a team that's 20 and nine against the spread, that's exactly what it's telling you. Oklahoma City also, I like this spot. Third and pace. They're going to be able to pace up the Sixers, hopefully squeeze out a couple extra possessions in the game, make the Philadelphia 76ers pick it up. And uh, that, that just means more buckets for Philly. The The reason I, I bring up the Thunder keeping the game competitive is because if they keep it competitive, they're, they're, there's not going to be any room for Philadelphia to, to put on, to, to, I guess, to come off the gas offensively. And that that, that plays really well to the the over especially the team total here at 120 and a half sixers nine and one to the over in their last 10 thunder seven and three to the over in their last 10 i like this trend to continue rolling phillies at home once again this is not the first home game back i made that mistake recently we've actually talked about that a bunch on this buckets podcast about teams coming off a long road trip getting home that first game is a little a little sluggish because you know they get back, they hang out with their girls, they hang out with their family, they they get the that type of business out of the way, and they show up to the arena and they come out a little sluggish. They've been home. This will be the a back-to-back home game. They did that duplex spot versus the Pistons. I like the uh, in short, I like the Celtics to continue to keep rolling against a Thunder team that might pick up the pace on them. That's more possessions on offense. And I think the Thunder keep it close. So I like the team total over 120 and a half for the Sixers. What I love, I love the floor of the Sixers offense too, because so Embiid, you know, he he was out three games recently. He was in the most recent game. He's probably going to be listed questionable. That's just kind of what you get with him. Yeah. But if even if he's out, that that if you slot Montrez Harrell in, he's he he can put up the offensive numbers. You know, not quite Embiid level, obviously, but him and Harden as a pick and roll combo is pretty fun. That's like kind of if you were to choose a, a big like a backup big for Harden to have to keep the offense rolling, that's Montrez Harrell. So I think there's a really high floor to their their offensive total. You're not going to see them put up a total dud. It's going to be in that range. And then to your point, I the Thunder, it is, it does sound like it's platitude. It's like, oh, they're great, but like truly, they're actually gritty. And they actually <laughs> yeah, do exactly. keep games close. They're like it, there's not the language to, to describe it better. It's like they just keep games close. And so you're going to have to keep trying down the stretch. Yeah. And they're you, not gonna, you have they to keep quit. pushing. They, there's a couple they of, don't. there's there's bad teams out here in the NBA that quit. The Thunder are not one of them. So no 100 percent 
Yeah, and God forbid we can get three threes or four threes out of Tobias Harris, and we should blow through the number. <laughs> you know, I don't want to ask for too much out here, but um, he's one. He's one who I avoid betting on because you never know with Tobias. Yeah, man, it's we've been. I've been waiting for Tobias to like really go to the next level for years now. It's just <laughs> doesn't seem like it's coming. Interesting slate we have. We already went over Celtics Nets. Bucks Heat Bucks are now have won two or have won two in a row. They had to come back against the Knicks, won a close game, held off the the Hawks, and then the Heat got a W after shooting forty free throws. So that's an interesting spot. And then we have the TNT game is is Mavs in Los Angeles to take on the Lakers at a formerly known Staples Center. Any thoughts on that game? We also have Cleveland. At the Trailblazers, who I backed the other night, who who showed up and laid a dud against the Magic, um, potentially a little bit of a an emotional letdown spot for Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell coming coming off the Jazz game in Utah. Now they have to not travel too far, but go to the Trailblazers, who will be very hungry for a win. Any thoughts on any any of the other games on the slate? Yeah, yeah. So if I had a backup tonight, I was thinking in that um, Mavs-Lakers game, it's a little bit of a square play. But honestly, in recent seasons, it seems like these guys, the stars, they put a little extra juice in those in those TNT games. No and I, I, a, a Luka-LeBron parlay for both their point totals over, again, it's, it's about as like basic as it comes. But like these yeah. guys just show and like those two guys want to play for each other like. They're gonna like put a little extra juice in it. And I I think especially if one guy's really going off, then it's on the other guy to kind of chase him. So if you parlay them so they both are going over, then it's like, you know, if, if they're kind of playing off each other, you you come out on top in the end. That was the one thing that, that kind of jumped out to me from that game. How about you? Yeah, no, it's it's interesting too with LeBron because he has the the Kareem thing that that's oh, yeah. that's hanging out there. And he I feel like he wants to get that done sooner rather than later. And yeah, I agree that that that's definitely an angle. These big boys are going to show up on TNT. They know they're playing right after Celtics nets. These are some of the best teams in the East and um, slotted coming into the year They're you know, they want to be repped as some of the two of the best teams in the West. Yeah. And, and they're going to try to do that. I think that trailblazer spot is really interesting. I, my backup, if I wasn't going to play the team total for Philly and I might still play it is the blazers first half. They're going to be really hungry to come out and get a W. The, the I didn't see the official number yet. It should be around one and a half, two points. Um, for as the Trailblazers being the underdog, I'll take the two points in the first half there. Uh, we'll see if I log in and get to the actual window. But that's going to do it for the Thursday edition of Buckets. Pleasure linking up back-to-back nights with my guy, Jim Turby. Make yeah. sure you follow him everywhere at Turby Bets in the Action Network app on Twitter. Our guy, Matt Moore, will be back next week. Don't worry. Hopefully, our guy, Jay Money, will be back next week as well. Until then, we'll see you guys next time. Shout out our guys over at FanDuel for always holding us down. Buckets, Action Networks, NBA Daily Betting Podcast. Stay locked for daily picks. We'll see you all next time. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.